from Wyoming Public Media. This, this, this is this is spoken 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 words spoken words. This is spoken words. I'm Micah Schweitzer. Steve noticed rows of huge metal pipes, all lying on their sides in an industrial yard right off the road. I wonder if we could ride those things, he said. This time we hear from author J.J. Anselmi. Heavy, a memoir of Wyoming, BMX, drugs, and heavy f***ing music, chronicles his experiences in Rock Springs, like jamming out with other bands. The shows were always very DIY and... You know, it kind of happens in rural places like that. It wasn't just metal or punk. Everything kind of got mashed together. And so I ended up playing in a pop punk band in high school, and uh, we played one show at the train depot. That place is always kind of like the, the hub of the tiny DIY scene that there was, and it was cool because it was, you know, always bands just completely out of their own volition, putting something together, getting a show together and making it happen in a place where, you know, there wasn't really a space for it and stuff like that. Belonging to a certain group can influence how we dress or behave, especially as teenagers. So Anselmi opens the book with a tattoo removal to show how he's changed as he's grown older. And so I guess it's kind of a metaphor for the book as a whole as, you know, kind of looking at the binary of creation and destruction, and so creation being getting the tattoos and then destruction, you know, having them removed in this kind of grotesque way. In a lot of ways, the story is about identity and, you know, trying to find some kind of meaningful identity to carry me through life. And so in order to kind of figure out who I am and where I've, you know, where I should be going in life, I've had to uh, you know, destroy certain parts of my personality or um, kind of completely discard certain things or try to discard certain things even if um, I ended up not really being able to in the long run. Easier way of saying it is that as I looked more and more at my past in Wyoming and the fact that my dad worked in a power plant, uh, Pacific Power, for like 17 years and kind of the coal mining foundation of Rock Springs, you know, as an adolescent, I hated and would try to rebel against, but then, you know, coming out into the larger world and realizing like that culture and environment uh, really gave me all these characteristics that I wouldn't trade for the world in a lot of ways. The characters in Heavy are colored by a checkered history of Rock Springs. Years ago, 60 Minutes even ran two specials on the town that thrust Anselmi's grandfather into the national spotlight. K Street was kind of this, you know, open boulevard for prostitution, and the cops would let it happen, and corruption crept up the, you know, Rock Springs hierarchy from there. And then the the one about my grandpa was more about um, money laundering uh, in connection to the governor at the time, and kind of shady real estate dealings and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff in the book covers the impact those episodes have in a small town like Rock Springs, you know, so the rumors kind of carrying over for, you know, almost 30 years to where I felt like there was still a factor when I was going to high school. Anselmi credits Rock Springs' blue-collar DIY culture for inspiring his music, his art, and his writing. Learning how to make something out of nothing that I 
really value that I learned from Rock Springs. And also, um, kind of going back to the blue collar mentality, I feel like to me, that's just, you know, it's become a huge part of my uh, writing life and life as a musician, just really approaching art from kind of a really humble uh, and concrete perspective and really valuing the kind of work aspect of it. And Somi's memoir explores identity, but it's also full of action. There's vandalism, partying, and the grotesque tattoo removal. Here's an excerpt that shows this interplay of identity and action. Okay, so this is from a chapter about freestyle BMX called Entering the Moment. In high school, my classmates would often talk about working tough blue-collar jobs. I try to follow these boys' conversations pretending like I understood what it was like to endure long, back-breaking shifts involving machinery that could swallow you. Really, though, this world terrified me. Freestyle BMX was a way for my friends and me to turn Rock Springs into something playful, making it our own. One summer day, my best friend Steve and I drove along a highway just outside town. Steve noticed rows of huge metal pipes, all lying on their sides in an industrial yard right off the road. I wonder if we could ride those things, he said. The gate was open, so I just drove in, passing three or four no trespassing signs. Barbed wire topped fencing lined the perimeter of the yard, and immense work equipment surrounded us. I stared at metal teeth, intricate piping, and humongous tires. With some maneuvering, we were able to get our bikes through a small opening in one of the cylinders. Rust coated the inside of the pipe, and it took a minute or so for our eyes to adjust. The cylinder was hard to ride. Unlike a half-pipe built for riding and skateboarding, there was no flat bottom, which would have made it a lot easier to accumulate speed. I positioned myself at the bottom of one transition, Then, pushing off, quickly rotated a bit less than 180 degrees on the other side. I spun on each side, then put pressure on my handlebars, pressing my front wheel into the transition's curve to gain momentum. The pipe amplified sound. A metallic roar replaced the usual zip of my tires. Rust rose from the pipe's surface, swirling around me as my tires touched the point where the transition curled over itself, becoming over-vertical. Rust particles floated into my nose and mouth, sticking to my teeth. The pipe weighed thousands of pounds, but it shifted slightly against my weight and momentum. Breathing in the rust became too much to handle after 20 or 30 minutes. The cylinder also magnified the dry Wyoming heat. A large work truck pulled up right after we got our bikes out. The driver, a middle-aged woman with short hair, said, you guys should get out of here. I just called the sheriff's department. Whenever I drove past the yard after riding the cylinder, I remembered the weightless feeling I experienced as I carved the pipe. I never found out why these cylinders had originally been built, and I didn't care. After I rode one of them, the pipes seemed like they were made of something softer and more malleable than industrial-strength steel. That's J.J. Anselmi reading from Heavy, a memoir of Wyoming, BMX, drugs, and heavy f***ing music. This episode was produced by Kevin Kelly and Nathan Martin. I'm Micah Schweitzer. 
Spoken Words is a collaboration between the University of Wyoming's MFA in Creative Writing program and Wyoming Public Media.